0: Greetings, fellow imposters. Well, here's hoping we're, we aren't actually imposters, but you know what I mean. It's how we feel a lot of the time. This is episode dos due to. That's literally the limit of the foreign languages I can speak. Actually, I think I can still do 1 to 20 in Spanish, which is kind of sad considering I had three years of it in high school. But um, it's one of those things I do plan to try to pick up again. I shouldn't say again, even one of those things I'd like to pick up once I maybe retire or something, you know, learn a foreign language. Um, I think that'd be awesome. And, you know, I'm constantly impressed. I work with a lot of people who speak multiple languages, and I think that's awesome because being able to switch gears and understand all the nuances, the rules, my goodness, especially of English, uh, it is like literally got so much weirdness, not even considering the slang, anyway but yeah might be something I do eventually so I wanted to circle back um, I had my first episode I know I posted it and I listened back to it, it was a lot of uh, background noise so hopefully you're getting a little less of that I am out walking in our neighborhood uh, is actually a blue sky today here in Denver which we haven't had for about the last 10 days due to the fires happening not here uh, no so much but um, The ones happening in California and Oregon. Uh, I hear people in New York are actually smelling wood smoke because of those. So, y'all, you know, believe it or not, climate change for real. I've lived here in Denver for over 20 years, over half my life. Uh, It is probably different. It has adjusted. Um, And I would really dig it if we didn't have uh, air quality issues every damn day for days in a row. Uh, So, I'm just really thankful today. We had a cold front come in and blew a lot of the smoke out. So, uh, but that is what I'm doing. I'm out walking in a bit of a quieter uh, environment. I'm going down a street that there's not a whole lot of traffic on. So, um, and then I'll be walking through some back trails. So, hopefully you can hear me possibly a little better than last time. But um, I wanted to follow up after my last uh, podcast episode was... I know I was sharing just about Tuesdays happened to be apparently my my trouble days with imposter syndrome where everything just kind of hits me hard for whatever reasons, <laughs> um, you know, whether it's a, a message or a pylon of just things that aren't connected but they just hit all at the same time, I can just take some simple things to launch one into feeling like an imposter. So. But I want to talk today just about how important it is, how important it is to feel supported, and I'm talking true support. Now, I know most of us probably, hopefully, have people we can go to to talk to, whether we're venting, commiserating, seeking help, um, but just letting people in our life know. I have no idea what that sounded think I'm walking near construction and either someone is building a seal pool or that is an adjustment being made that just happens to sound really weird if you happen to know and you're listening you're like I know exactly what that is do tell (laughs) that's just really weird now I'm totally distracted (laughs) um support so It's truly important to feel like you, A, can talk to somebody about how you're feeling, even if they have no power to help you. Um, Just being able to voice it, to not internalize it, hugely helpful. I am one of those people who believes every single human being on this planet could benefit greatly from therapy. (laughs) It's not saying, oh, I'm weak because I need it. No, people, no, no. There's an invaluable um, asset to have when you have someone who literally has no stake in your life other than your health. They're not going to take things personally. They're not going to fall on either side, any side other than yours, but also you to be healthy. Um, Hugely important to have that kind of impact in your life. So there's value to that. But then let's talk about imposter syndrome when you're in it due to circumstances that could be changed, that someone that you know might have the power to change. Um, And I am specifically talking about our careers in the workplace. So it's really important to have someone in your work infrastructure that you can talk to to say, hey, I'm not doing great. And here's why. And preferably it'd be someone who manages you or has some kind of authority or control to maybe make some adjustments on your behalf because car it's not they they realize that as a full person who happens to also be performing tasks and work for the team or the company it's really important that you're whole as a whole person that you have a balance that you feel good about yourself and I'm not saying you always have to have puppies and rainbows that's not reality but to at least feel like you're supported that you can take on challenges stretch yourself a little bit know that you can fail and it's going to be okay it's all for the betterment and the progress that everyone's making around you including yourself so having that person in your infrastructure in your circle when you're having imposter syndrome is really important. Now, the sad part is, I would say probably most of us who do experience imposter syndrome don't have that. You know, we probably have people we can talk to who literally have no way of helping directly. They can try to help you in the things you can control, but often they don't have the means, the presence, the power, or the influence to be able to say, you know, in addition to talk, you know, listening to you and helping you from your own personal standpoint, guess what, I can actually, I have some authority here where I can make a change that can be effective and adjust how you're feeling and how you're, you know, doing. So that said, I'm really fortunate and I I hope this for everyone, um, that everyone would have this. And I know, again, a reality is many of us don't and many of us won't. But if you're listening to this, if you are someone who oversees someone in any kind of reporting structure, please do some diligence and really work on realizing that you are, should not be in a churn and burn situation where you're like, I'm just here to use up this person for everything I can get out of them and I don't really give a shit what happens to them after don't be that person go the other way and say and realize that a human is a value as a whole human and therefore it's really important to use whatever clout you have to a reasonable extent but also hey push some boundaries so often i think there are some managers who will go so far as to listen you know to the person who's not in a good place that they you know that reports to them But then kind of be like, well, there's not much I can do about it. You know, I can listen, but that's it. I disagree. And car. Often it does, you know, entail a bit of risk, possibly. Um, Pushing some boundaries. But guess what? I think when we push boundaries in the direction that we're recognizing that someone who works for you is a whole person. And needs to have support. And needs to possibly have changes made when it's not working out. And even, y'all, even from the bottom line standpoint, the money part, it costs way less money, usually, to try to help an existing employee in their current space, rather than to say, oh, well, now you're causing too much headache and trouble. Um, I can't help you. Let me fire you and hire someone else. That is going to cost you way more money in the long run. Attrition is usually at least half of what you would pay that person in, in a year's salary just to try to find a replacement and get them trained up in what they're doing so that's my admonishment to anyone listening to this who does have managerial um, clout with people who report to you please land on that side where you are trying to say let me help let me try not only to listen to my direct report but also see what you can do to help change their situation and that's what today's primary theme about support is I'm very ha- lucky I'll tell you what happened so you know I did have these last couple of Tuesdays where I hit complete imposter syndrome walls and was crying and my boss knew you know I let her know I was just having a rough time and I, to a degree I did try to kind of keep it to myself you know kind of saying hey I can muscle through this I can do this um, but it's <laughs> kind of hard win get on a call with them and you know you cannot keep the tears back and you start crying uh, my boss was so great because we were in the middle of a discussion about some of the challenges i've been having and as soon as i started crying and she could hear it I, we were not on video because i couldn't handle it <laughs> right then she just stopped everything and said hey, hey 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 okay just just i'm here i'm listening just tell me and so she let me have you know a nice space where you you know kind of trying to get my thoughts together and be able to verbalize without totally choking up but I was able to do that and come out with exactly what was going on and how I was feeling about stuff and of course feeling like an imposter at the time I was also just really riddling it through with you know and I want to do a good job and I'm so scared to fail please know that I'm trying to be successful (laughs) thankfully she's She exhibited and conveyed enough trust to me to say, I know you are. You don't need to convince me of that. But what do we need to do to help you not feel like you're not doing that, right? Because what she was hearing from me was not just that I was struggling, but that I was ashamed of struggling. That I needed to somehow assure her that even through the tears (laughs) and mental duress I was going under, which was also manifesting in my family's lives too, because, you know, when you're trying to do and be everything, but you simply run out of that resource to be able to do that, man, everything around you gets impacted. And that's not your fault. You know, it's not on you to absorb the brunt and say, ooh, I feel guilty about that. That's just a manifestation. It's a side side product, side effect. I should slow down walking because I know I'm breathing hard now. But I will say, going out and exercising, even on a walk, is part of mental health, because it's part of health. It's uh, really awesome. I can tell that I always seem to have a better outlook, or at least a different perspective, even if it's not better. um, Just getting out and walking for about 20 minutes often just really helps with that. So this is kind of, it correlates to what we're talking about today, but anyway. My boss did, um, I took the rest of that day off because she told me, you need a break, stop. Nothing's going to fall apart if you stop doing stuff right now. Give yourself a break, break away, don't think about work, or try not to. And she said, you know, let's meet later today if you want. um, And it can just be you pouring out to me. And then let's figure out how we can help you. So that outreach meant so much because it was like permission to say, you have limits. It is perfectly normal to have those limits, especially considering what you're trying to do. So, you know, recognize the limit and stop right now. And again, knowing that the companies or my team or anything is not going to go kaplooey if I do take the rest of an afternoon off. But then even beyond that, and this again gets into why, you know, it's really important to have support that isn't just words. So later that day, it was getting to be toward the time when we, we might meet and stuff. And I said, you know what? I'm still at the point. I just texted her. said, I'm still at the point where I'm kind of crying at the drop of a hat, <laughs> you know, and can we move this to tomorrow? Um, or at least tend to do that because I I, usually and knowing myself usually I tend to when um, once I can sleep through the evening and wake up in the morning my outlook is typically way better um, and just kind of has a reset so I was like I was kind of banking on that saying okay I have a feeling by tomorrow I'm probably gonna you know and having rested today I should have a bit of a better semblance of myself to be able to get together with you and you know, and even if I needed to still fall apart, I al- I also wanted to be able to be have a productive conversation to say, I know you just said you want to help me. I want to be helped. <laughs> you know, so how can I do that where I'm not just sobbing and gasping for air the whole time? So my boss was totally cool with that. So we um, we diverted our get together till the next day, uh, and I was correct about myself. I did have a little bit of a better kind of grasp on how I was looking at things so we got together she took me out to lunch and at that point I was okay with being in public because I'm like you know even if I tear up a little I'm not going to collapse which again would have been fine (laughs) I know she would have just been like hey let's take that in stride if that happens but we met um, we had some drinks and some tapas and but during that she did more than just listen to me she reassured me at every step of the way we will get you help we will make an investment to get you what you need. Because what, what you're doing right now is not sustainable. We don't want to lose you. You are more important than how successful your team or your efforts are. That's the priority. So that I've had support in the past by managers, some really good managers, where I do feel heard. I do feel like they at least empathize with how I'm feeling. And even sometimes they're like, hey, go ahead and take the afternoon off. I'll cover whatever or what have you. But typically that's kind of where it stops. Typically, and let me know if you can relate to this. Uh, Back on a somewhat busy road, so apologize for noise. But typically, the support often stops at the point when a structural change or monetary change might need to be made. And that I think is where companies, managers, or even your connections that aren't in the corporate structure or business structure. That's where they fall short of actually helping to solve this whole, quandary of imposter syndrome where if you know you're trying to encourage a person to make changes that they can make themselves that they have power over but to not try to take it the extra way the extra step to where other things change that can also be a benefit to that person and look we need to get out of the mindset of thinking that hey If I make these changes, it's only going to help that one person. Not remotely true. I mean, think about that. I'm sure we've all had bad days or been out and about and have an interaction that is completely negative with someone else or something else. Um, We can't see everything going on with the people around us or even strangers we might run across, and vice versa. They can't see that either so there's absolutely that butterfly effect that when a person's going through something negative it is going to have an impact on the world around them and none of us can see how big or small that might be and so i think where um, companies and even managers and things like that do fall short is they tend to be myopic to where hey, if I make these changes, that's really only going to be for that person. No, there will always be a wider impact, which makes that change worth trying. So that is my message for today that, A, I hope each and every one of you out there who at any time or even regularly feels imposter syndrome, that you're able to either get into or find yourself in a situation where people that have power over your situation beyond just what you're responsible for can make changes that help you. And then the second part is, if you are that person, if you are someone who has any kind of power over a person's livelihood, in short, if you are responsible for that person being paid or compensated for work output that they are providing to you on a regular basis, you are the person I'm talking to. And you are a person who has some power to affect good change and help that person not feel imposter syndrome. So with that, thank you for listening if you are. (laughs) I'm kind of just, honestly, some of this is a self-help thing for myself. Remember I mentioned earlier, and here comes the truck, remember I mentioned earlier that a hugely important aspect of all this is to have people you can just talk to and to not internalize everything, even if you think, hey, my mind's pretty cool, I got things sorted out in my brain, there's something about vocalizing stuff, or even verbalizing it where you write it down, so honestly, these uh, recordings are that for me, I'm processing I'm, and I've told people that know me, or even if they're getting to know me, I'm like, I'm an external processor. I talk out loud all the time. Probably in the sense where people are like, Oh my God, is she okay? Yes. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> what's that old adage? Oh, it's okay, perfectly okay to talk to yourself. It's kind of weird if you respect yourself to answer back or something like that. But yeah, I'm a big fan of it. So it's kind of what these are doing. But hey, if this is a uh, remotely resonating with anyone other than me cool um and just know you're not alone and i'd love to hear your thoughts on how you're thinking about stuff and you know what you wish you could have and what we all hope we can have together as we try to tackle this endless debilitating challenging thing we call it imposter syndrome so have a great rest of your day And I will be talking to you all soon, or yes, I'll be talking to you, and maybe you'll be listening, and uh, let's hope for a better day tomorrow, okay? Bye, everyone.